doula, midwife, obstetrician, nurse, chiropractor, lactation consultant, massage therapist, acupuncturist, photographer, and anyone else who's involved in the modern birthing process. Welcome to the All About Doulaship podcast, where your host, Megan, talks about the business side of the birth world with other practitioners in the field, letting them tell their story, including their successes and failures, bringing us one step closer to being more connected, educated, and supported within our world. Thanks for listening. Hey y'all, Megan here. I want to pop in for a moment and talk to you before this episode begins. Essentially, this episode is going to be the last one of season one. And I'm going to be taking the months of July and August off to produce content for Season 2 that begins September 15th, 2019. While I'm away, I will be offering video meet and greets to the first five people that email allaboutdoodleshippodcast.com. I want to talk about what you liked about Season 1, what you didn't like about Season 1, what type of content you'd like to see in the future. Speaking of the future, I've... Also, signed up for Patreon at patreon.com forward slash AAD podcast. Essentially, I wanted to open up that pathway of support for new expansions in this podcast and cover the online hosting fees. So if you'd like to support me in that way or give me feedback in that method, you can go ahead and go to patreon.com forward slash AAD podcast. I would really appreciate it and look forward to hearing from you. With that all said, I hope you enjoyed this episode and talk to you soon. Welcome to the All About Doulaship podcast. Today we're talking with Jenny Kula, who is a birth and postpartum doula and owner of Mindful Mama Birth Services. As a doula, she provides physical, emotional, and informational support to families throughout pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and parenting. Jenny believes that pregnancy and birth call to us to become mindful of our body, our baby, and our intuition. She provides evidence-based information to help families make choices for their own unique birth experience. Peace on Earth begins at birth. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, First off, I normally ask the question, um, what sparked your interest into doulaship? But can we just do a quick little um, difference here? And I'd like to know more about your peace on earth begins at birth phrase that you've got going on. That's very interesting and I love it. Okay, so the phrase peace on earth begins at birth um, actually kind of came to me as I started getting into working as a doula. Um, So before I was a doula, I was actually a teacher and I worked with students who were facing a lot of challenges. I was a reading interventionist in Jacksonville, Florida. And um, what I saw with the students that I was working with was that by the time they came to me in middle school, um, you know, six, six, seventh, eighth graders, they had so many obstacles set up against them in their lives that even if you go back to like, their elementary school years and early childhood years, like none of those things are going to be enough to really make a difference for kids who need it. 
And one of the things that I have always thought of is what if we could go all the way back and somehow affect families at birth to change that experience for it to become a more positive, peaceful, educated, informed, and empowered experience, which then translates into um, families starting together from a better place. So that's where peace on earth begins at birth comes from, from me. I love it. I love that (laughs) all the way. (laughs) Okay, so you've now said that you started out as a teacher. How did you go from teacher to doula? Um, So the transition from teacher to doula. Uh, Let's see. So um, in, I guess it started because I got pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) which is probably a very familiar story. Um, and I actually, so I got pregnant and I saw, um, an OB for care and I ended up losing that baby. And, um, it was in a hospital and my experience of, losing a baby in a hospital put enough fear and concern into me about the birthing experience that I did not previously have, I don't think, that um, it really motivated me to learn more about birth, learn more about um, all the different choices that you have and how to have a powerful and positive experience. And so then leading into my um, next pregnancy uh, with my daughter, um, I that was 2015 she was born, and she was born um, she was born at a birth center in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, and from that experience, I just still, you know, I, we, we attended Bradley childbirth courses. Um, I had a really long, it was a 20 hour, well, I guess it's not really that long, but, um, it was a 20 hour labor. Um, Mm -hmm. and I spent about six hours pushing and she was born with her arm wrapped around her head. Wow. Like like coming out the other side, like a scarf. Um, my midwife said she had never seen that before and she thought her arm was broken. Oh my. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she was fine. Nothing was wrong. She was just doing things her way. Does she still Um, do that now? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so, you know, and I didn't have a doula for that birth experience, And, um, if you birth in a, what's called a birth center in Florida, it's basically the same as a home birth in New York state. It's the same thing. It's just not, it's, it's at basically another home and not your home. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, uh, and I didn't have a doula for that experience and it was really difficult. And I had always been thinking, you know, what if we did this? What if, you know, because, uh, you know, I, I had um, a cervical lip and my midwife was like pushing it back and pushing it back every time I was pushing. Um, and 
I just remember it being like hours, excruciating hours and hours of hands in my vagina. And I was just thinking after, like, I feel like this could have been a better, more supported experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that definitely sounds like it could use some improvements. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then after she was born and then um, my second child was born, I started to get into learning more about childbirth education and doula work. And that was kind of how it all started. You you went down the rabbit hole, didn't you? Oh, I absolutely went down the rabbit hole and jumped like feet first mm-hmm. into the the abyss of all the things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really can't blame you there. I did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you How long have you been a, a birth worker? Hello. Uh, so, yeah, so um, just over to, I guess, well, my son was born in, so, like, two and a half years now. Okay. That's really good. I mean, you're full-time doula, parenting, and doing all of the things. And yeah. And just keeping a well-rounded... <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'm a birth doula, postpartum doula. Mm -hmm. Um, I have been in the past, I've worked as a childbirth educator doing, I actually was doing some um, distance learning classes for a while. So that was an interesting experience. And um, I enjoyed that a lot. Although I think that the face-to-face like group connection is really powerful at the same time. Right. How come you stopped doing the, uh, the birth educating? really just the only reason really was because, um, I was going into another pregnancy and I was still working as a doula. Right. So I just kind of needed to temporarily focus a little bit more on, right. on certain types of work. Um, and I'm actually, I plan to start getting back into that again now. Hmm. Well, good luck with that. I'm currently trying to become one. So yeah, love it. I feel like that's the story of a lot of doulas and people in the birth world is that once they take, once they take a little bite, they just, they just keep going. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's, yeah. And because it's, it's heart work and, mm um, I feel like, and then, you know, I feel like it's one of those things that you just keep going because maybe it's also like, you feel like if you have more qualifications, then it's, it's more, um, business for you. But then at the same time, if you don't have like the business training behind it, you're going to probably struggle in all those areas. Right. So that was something that I kind of had to learn the hard way. Speaking of learning the hard way, what are some of the struggles that you faced, especially on the businessy side of things? Um, so I think that some of the struggles that I've faced, um, have mostly, uh, come from, you know, you go through your, your doula training, right. And not a lot of doula trainings have really anything to do with business in them at all. Um, I learned how to be a, 
<laughs> they do not. <laughs> I learned how to be a really great doula and I learned a ton about that. And that was a really amazing, you know, it was a really amazing training in that sense. Um, and I felt really empowered and well-trained and super prepared to like go out in the world and be an amazing doula. Um, but then I felt like, okay, regrouping from that in order to work as a doula, there was a whole lot of other skills that I needed to gain for myself, um, personally to be able to do that because I've never done anything like business wise ever in my life. So, um, one of the things that really helped me with that was that I, uh, I really got some, um, like business mentors that I've worked with. Um, and I also have taken a few different, um, doula business classes that have been really helpful to me. So, um, just seeking out those resources to learn the skills you need to learn for that mm-hmm. and not being afraid to ask questions. Right. Because I feel like in our society, We are so, you know, you're always taught, like, you can't talk about money. I had to learn to ask questions and get the things that I needed to know and seek out mentors who could be help, who could help me be successful at what I want to accomplish for myself and for my business. And, um, yeah, the business training is really important. Um, what else? Now, how did you go about finding your mentors? So one way that I've found mentors is from being really active in like different, um, like social media groups. Mm-hmm. And I found a few people who actually do a lot of business coaching. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that was how I found them. Yeah. That's a good way to go about it. I, uh, I've gone to the, diff- I've done both ways and I've found good mentors uh, social media mentor group. And then I've also found them, uh, like in person where you've gone to like the doula collectives or what have you. Um, you find good ones and bad ones. Some people are really great doulas and not great mentors. And that's a good thing. That's something that you should know when you're out looking for mentors and if you're asked to be one, right? Yeah, that's totally true. (laughs) Um, okay. So you've, talked about your struggles and your succeeding and your challenges and all of those things. What, what's a personal habit that keeps you on your A-game? Uh, oh, my, a personal habit that keeps me on my A-game, um, is that I really need to be very organized with what I'm doing and, um, time management is really huge for me. Mm -hmm. Like, Um, especially, you know, organize, and I think that like, I think that there's a certain level of stress that comes with on-call life also in doula work. Mm -hmm. So stay for me, staying really organized and managing my time well really helps me to minimize that stress of being on call. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I do a lot of, uh, like calendar, I use a calendar app, um, anything that just helps me to not have to carry such a big mental load of stuff all the time. Right. Um, Anything that's a time saver like that is really important to me, keeping me sane, especially because I have a a four-year-old, a two-year-old and a six-month-old. 
So, you know, even, yep. you know, when, <laughs> when I'm on call, like for times when I'm on call organizing childcare, like I got a calendar, the whole thing out for, for the month and who's available when, who is it that I'm going to call in this situation. And the funny thing is, I think I've actually like rarely, I've rarely even had to like go deep into my list of people, but you still have to do those things. Right. So if you don't have a backup for your backup in your mind planned, or at least on paper or somewhere planned, it's just going to be in your thoughts the whole entire time. And yeah. You'll, you'll never be able to relax, never be able to enjoy the life that you're building for yourself. By If your business is causing you that much stress, then something needs to change. Yeah. And also like being one thing that really helps me keep it together is being really strategic about what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I set really specific goals for myself. Like it could be, you know, I'm going to make this many new contacts in this month, or I'm going to go to this many community events. Um, just different things like that are like, I know I need to have this many blog posts, right? Even little things right. like that. this many videos posted, like those different strategic things that are quantifiable, help you know that you're accomplishing your goals towards, um, building your work. Mm -hmm. So it also allows, um, it allows you to see what you're doing. Cause sometimes you can be working on your business doing whatever for hours on end, but by the end of those hours, you don't actually have anything to physically produce. Like you haven't made anything that you could show somebody. So then it just doesn't feel like you've done anything, even though you've, you've been working on it. Yeah. And even like looking at the things that are working for you and just continuing to do those things mm -hmm. instead of trying to do all of the things right. that are going to tell you to try to do like, you know, you have to let go of what doesn't work for you. So, right. And you never know, maybe nobody else, this is air quotes, nobody else, at least that you know of, um, is doing the thing that you do, that you're doing. So it's okay for you to do what's working for you, right? Like you can't copy somebody else and expect the same result because you're not them. Oh, yeah, you absolutely have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. What is, um, so you keep organized and you strategically plan everything out and, like, your childcare and all of that. What do you do for your self-care, though, to keep uh, that stress okay. down? <laughs> um, for self-care, um, well... I try, I, I try to work out <laughs> sometimes. I actually really, you know, for me, like lifting, just like lifting heavy stuff, mm -hmm. um, going to the gym and even just like doing lifts of like the heaviest stuff I can find that I can pick <laughs> up, <laughs> anything like that. Um, you know, I try to be a runner, but like, I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner either. <laughs> Please don't feel bad about it. I legitimately <laughs> hate running. <laughs> yeah. And especially like I have joint issues and stuff. I don't know why I continue to try running, but it makes me feel good to try because it's hard. I think that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Um, yeah, I do. We we live right across the street from, uh, basically, from Centennial Park in Batavia, which is a giant park of 100 trees. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I try to get out walking, and that's kind of like my, my brain flow time. Mm-hmm. So I do that. Um, what else do I do? What are my other hobbies? I read books a lot. Um, I read lots and lots of books. Um, I also am really interested in diet and nutrition. Um, so yeah, that's always been a really big interest of mine. So one important thing I do for self-care is, uh, focusing on like our meal planning at home and not in a way that it's like something that I have to do, but like, it's actually something that I enjoy and consider to be self-care because it's really necessary Right. You're, well, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're satisfying your need to know more about nutrition and dieting and the way that people are eating. And on top of that, you're feeding your family. Yeah. It's like, it's it's an extension of my interest in it. So Mm -hmm. that's really cool. I hadn't thought about it that way, but yeah, I feel like you kind of have to have some kind of interest in when you're in the birthy world, you kind of have to have an interest in dieting and food and nutrition because a healthy pregnancy does have an interest in what you're eating and whatnot. So, yeah, I have, I yeah, I've definitely found some people most, who. Yeah, it's like one of the most important factors in, you know, making sure you have a healthy pregnancy and healthy birth and a healthy baby. Right. It's one of those things that I keep on looking into, but I'm like, I don't, I don't have time. (laughs) I don't have time to like get any kind of certification or education in it, but it's just like, you're right. I hadn't thought about my, my meal planning and and meal prep and things like that as a extension of that interest. But hmm, maybe I'll write that down as self-care now. Leave me alone. I'm (laughs) self-care. Yeah, well, you know, because people talk about self-care, like, it's bubble baths and chocolate, but, like, self-care is, like, also the things that you do that, like, actually keep you healthy. Right. You know, I mean, some people, like, oh, yeah, like, a glass of wine and a bubble bath is my self-care. Okay, well, that's great at the moment, but, like, what are you doing that actually cares for yourself in the long term and like nutrition is a really big self-care piece right right yeah I mean the the bubble wraps and glasses of wine are nice but you can't have those like every day all the time (laughs) yeah yeah what are you gonna do when that doesn't work anymore right Hmm. (laughs) I hadn't even thought that is great you learned something new this is why I, I like having these conversations. One, I'm learning things. Two, I'm helping other people learn things and spreading all of different points of view and knowledge and all of the all of the ideas. Okay, um, what's a what's your favorite thing about what you do in the doula e world? Um, I think that. My probably my favorite part of what I do is um, just being able to like 
be there and walk with the family through the process of like pregnancy, birth, postpartum and parenting, and just like being witness to the power of that process of transformation. Being witness to the power of transformation. That is some heavy (laughs) and real. (laughs) That's, um, yep. And I feel like a lot of doulas are, while they may not know it, they're part of the reason why is because they love seeing that that transformation and helping people along and supporting them in during that transformation it's just mm, it's lovely <laughs> yeah and I really I really um I enjoy being able to just be a resource for mm-hmm. people and um just providing support in general, you know, I mean, I think that, um, I think it's really interesting because I feel like as a doula, it's really, um, there's a lot of people who feel like you need to like do things right or like you are the change agent somehow. Um, but I think ultimately, the birthing family has to be the change agent and you're the resource for that process to unfold because it's their journey. Right. No, I can, I can totally agree with that. It actually makes me think of, oops, it actually makes me think of, um, I read a statistic somewhere in one of the birthday books that I've read, um, about how having, because we all know the statistic of having a doula is whatever. It makes your chances of having the birth that you want ten times better or whatever that statistic is. But there was one where it's just like having a another woman in the room sitting in the corner not even paying attention to you mm-hmm. raises the rates of satisfaction by like a crazy amount considering that she's not even doing anything. She's just sitting in the room doing nothing for you. She might be reading or crocheting or whatever, but it's just uh, the power of perception and uh, comfort and having that ability to ask questions of another person who may or may not know the answer, but at least you feel comfortable enough to to ask them said question. It's it's a powerful thing. It also makes me think that every woman needs a doula. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely they do. One hundred and ten percent. Right. <laughs> huh. Okay, so your favorite thing about what you do is seeing that transformation. What's the least favorite thing? Um uh, the least favorite thing about what I do. Um I I don't like paperwork. All of that. <laughs> I can't blame you there either. <laughs> All of that, like, stuff, I, um, yeah, you know, all of the, like, I, I'm, so I'm, like, really a big picture person, mm-hmm. so I'm really good with, like, big idea type stuff and not super good at, uh, like, hammering out the details of how things need to happen and so, like, when I do need to do, to do those things, it, um, 
it's really like a stressful process for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it takes a lot of like effort and focus and energy for me to do that because that's not my first mode of thinking about things. Right. So I have to like really discipline myself to make myself do the things I need to do. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how do you, how do you manage between having your little ones and getting, getting into that, that area of focus? Cause yeah. they are not, uh, love the little ones, but not very helpful in the focus area. <laughs> uh, no, it's yeah. So what I usually do is, um, I schedule hours for myself during the week when I know that I'm not going to be with clients. Mm-hmm. Um, where I don't like have a meeting or like a postpartum shift or anything like that for anyone. And that's my time that I specifically devote to like doing those tasks Mm -hmm. because I find that when I do it, I can get so much more done because that's my time to like be in that detail processing mode. Right. And I feel like I'm a lot more effective if I work that way. Right. And then I just know like, yeah, like I have these couple hours that I schedule, my kids are with the sitter and I just bust out the stuff I need to do. Right. That's the way to do it. I think that way you can just concentrate all you need to and not have to worry about anything else. Yeah. It took took me a really long time to figure out how to organize childcare to do that for my kids. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's a struggle that a lot of, because I feel like so many, um, doulas are coming into this because of their birth experiences, but then that's also like, there's a lot of doulas with really little kids right? or people like trying to get into doula work who have really young families and, just like, I, I feel like it was really helpful to me to try and push myself to build a relationship with someone who could support me in that way. Hmm. So it's really like, looking for newer relationships. I mean, you, of course you have your, your current relationships, but like the young mothers or finding the person at, who also has a child at your daycare or whatever to help support you in the way that you are looking to move forward. Hmm. I hadn't thought about doing that either. I love it. Yeah. How did you go about, did you purposely look for those people or did you just kind of happen upon them and like, Oh, this, we could really have a great relationship. And on top of that, you could watch my children. That, that sounds really (laughs) bad, but. (laughs) Um, Well, I think that, I mean, I think that I kind of did it intentionally, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, I think it was an intentional process, but for me, like I can be kind of introverted at times. Mm -hmm. So I have to set that intention because that doesn't always like magically form for me. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, that's really good though. And I've also done, I also do like childcare swaps with people and that really helps too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I give, of course, I didn't mean to make it sound like you're purposely yeah. going out. <laughs> no, Just no, like, I, I need you to find my children for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know no. what you mean. I also do like swaps with like friends that I've had for a long time and stuff mm-hmm. too. So, 
But um, now we have we have a regular sitter for the kids that I use during the weekdays, and that's for my postpartum shifts mm-hmm. and um, office hours. Right. That's really good. I'm just like mentally picturing the way that you're scheduling everything out, and I really enjoy it because that. I'm also that way, so it yeah. just satisfies my need for organization. <laughs> um, so when you're going, when you're having a conversation with somebody and they ask you, what do you do for a living? What do you tell them? Or how do you tell them? Oh, I love having those conversations with people mm-hmm. because the majority of people don't that I talked to at least recently um, aren't familiar with what a doula is. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, I was picking my daughter up from school and um, I was talking to a bunch of other moms and it was, we were all just waiting and we were talking about like work or whatever. And it was a, a really good opportunity to talk about, I was like, Oh yeah, Hey, I work as a, you know, a, a birth and postpartum doula. And, um, it was a really good opportunity to actually talk about it because they didn't, they're like, Oh, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's what I hear right. a lot. Oh, yeah. no, it was a thing. So, um, yeah, I, so what I usually explain is yeah, I'm a birth and postpartum doula. I support families through pregnancy, through birth, postpartum and into parenthood. Um, whatever that support looks like from them. So labor support, um, support during pregnancy with birth planning, talking about your choices, um, being a resource during that time as you navigate your journey through pregnancy, and then being continuous support through labor and through birth. And I feel like I the like postpartum doula, I think the postpartum doula explanation is a little bit kind of more like tangenty. So usually about the birth doula part first and then the postpartum doula thing. I think people understand actually the idea of a postpartum doula more because they're familiar with like the things that their family does for them. Right. Right. They can uh, correlate it a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that's a little bit, and it's, it's more familiar to like people's experience. And then they, it's so amazing too, because a lot of people will all of a sudden they come out and say like, Oh, I really wish I had that. Or, Oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. Everyone should have that. Yeah. So I think that those kinds of conversations, um, I've learned a lot through really pushing myself to have those types of conversations with people. Uh, just because, you know, I feel like sometimes we get afraid to talk about what we do. You know, why am I like, why am I going to talk to this, you know, 60 year old man in the grocery store aisle about being a doula. Right. And sometimes those are the best conversations and then you give them their card and like, I don't know, six months later, somehow that card navigated its way to, (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy. Because you made just an impression on them. Yeah. Uh, and even if it doesn't, I mean, I had a guy who's like, I gave him my card at the gym and he's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to put this in my sneaker. 
like, okay, whatever, you're going to throw it out in like two minutes. Right. <laughs> but it was a good conversation because then that led to talking to like other people who were there about it. And I think it builds your confidence too. Mm-hmm. Like think about, it's so interesting, the psychology of working as a doula. Um, and I think also like having been um, a stay-at-home mom with my kids for a while and then transitioning into doula work, there's something about like, you need to, there's definitely an important piece that like, you need to build your confidence as a professional in what you do. Right. So practice, practicing, even if it's an irrelevant, what you see as an irrelevant person, you're still gaining something from the experience. If, even if they don't take anything away from your conversation. Yeah, you absolutely, absolutely. And I think that And you think too, like, what other field would you work in that you would be so afraid to talk about what you do to somebody? (laughs) Right? Right. Like, what? I can't, like, oh, if you're a teacher, you tell people you're a teacher, and it's like, oh, you know, it like brings up all these things, and everybody loves to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Well, people really, people talk about birth and postpartum and babies and pregnancy all the time, too. So I just had to ask myself, like, what is, what is my personal block that is making me like feel so unsure about initiating these conversations? And then I realized, why am I hiding myself in my house working behind a computer (laughs) and trying to like proliferate the doula message that way? Yeah. You know, did you figure out why? Why? Um, I, I think it's, it was just, like I had to grow into my version of what it meant to be a doula. And I had to grow into like my own brand of confidence and like a sense of professionalism at what I do. And I think it just took time to figure it out. Right. That's a later on. I usually ask the question of, uh, do you have a pearl of wisdom to share? And I feel like we've already kind of hit that with this little note is, for a new doula who, especially an introvert or somebody who know, is very passionate about what they're doing but doesn't quite know how to do the businessy side and market themselves and do all of that thing, all of those things, um, that's a good message to, to give across. Like it's going to take time to develop into your version of what you do. And everybody has their own version and everybody has their own thing to offer and it's everything is valuable. You will find your client that matches up with what you need and what, what they need is you. I don't know if that made sense or not, but. (laughs) Yeah, it absolutely does. Um, yeah, I think that like, that's a really important piece. You just have to find the tools and the systems that you need to accomplish what you want to accomplish and spend some time focusing there. And then from there, your confidence builds because you realize you have all of these like systems in place to do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, I also think that you have, if you feel unsure of yourself and you feel afraid, you have to really dig that. It's like what we tell moms in birth, right? Like you have to unpack your fears. So it's not any different than that situation, right? You, if you don't unpack your fear of success or fear of failure, you're not going to be able to be successful. So I think that that's really important to 
like really like dig deep in the process and think like, what is it? Why am I afraid? Where does it come from? How do I change that mindset? Yeah. All of the things that a brilliant doula doula training program could potentially provide. Mine did not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, I think that the training piece is really hard because, you know, you only get, especially like if you're going to an in-person training, it's three days, right? Right. So, you know, they try to include like the childbirth education piece in that. Mm -hmm. And then there's just so many things that like have to be covered for you to like be a, be like a competent doula. Right. There's so much content there to learn. And I think there's also like community and experiential learning there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you only get so much time. Right. So that's all these things that like really need to be like doula 201 type classes. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I would totally agree with that. And you could even add like, so you start out with just, just, there were some air quotes there for the people listening, <laughs> <laughs> with either just the, the birth or the postpartum basics. And then you can grow into like the nutrition and the, more birth, like in more in depth birth education and the businessy side of stuff where you can even break that down into like marketing and whatever, because there's so many hats that doulas wear that any entrepreneur really wears. But when you're coming into a passion project, the heart work, as you called it before, it's doesn't seem relevant or it's completely over your head. You don't understand that that's going to be a major part of your career if you choose to continue onward um yeah and I think too like also an important thing in the process is like and this comes down to fear of success also Mm -hmm. I think because you like I know for myself when I was starting like it felt for some reason it felt like terrifying to spend like $50 on a class. Right. Like terrifying. Like, Oh my gosh, what if this is a waste of my money? What if I'm going to pay for this and I'm not going to be able to be successful with it? Or like, what if I pay for it and I can't finish it? Or like all of these things, like all of this, like fear upon fear. Mm -hmm. Um, and then when it came down to it, I was like, well, you know, all these things are an investment in the work that I'm doing. So if I'm not willing to put that into it, you know, then that's kind of going to be reflected back to me and what I'm trying to do. Right. If you're not being authentic to yourself, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I remember <laughs> I bought, so I recently did a, a table at a big um, local like birth and baby expo type thing. Right. It was a big baby conference and I bought a table and it was like, you know, I mean, I don't know if it was expensive for a table or not, but like, to me, I was like, Oh, this is so much money. It was like this really big monumental decision to decide whether or not to do this. Right. And I was just like, you know what? 
I have to, like, I have to not be afraid because that is holding me back from reaching what I want to reach for myself. Yeah. Stepping out of your own way as it were. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, we are running down on time. So I'm going to start asking the closing questions. Um, so we kind of already touched on the pearls of wisdom question. Do you have any more? You've said a lot of great things today, so I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know if I have anything else. So I guess I'm going to just rephrase the question a little bit here. Um, if you were looking at a young woman, well, doesn't even have to be a young woman, a woman who's potentially on the, on the ledge of whether or not to sign up for a doula class or become a birth doula or what have you, what would you tell her? Um, so someone who is about to start their journey into doula work. Yeah. Um, I would say that the most important thing is to be authentic and, find out what resources you need to put your best foot forward and be successful. And don't be afraid to ask people for help. Mm-hmm. That's good. That, that sums up our conversation very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, second to last, do you have a favorite quote and or a book recommendation? favorite quote. Um, yeah. So, um, actually this is more of a birth affirmation. So I don't know if you've ever seen, um, if you've ever seen the birth affirmation that says, um, it's only two minutes. You're a badass. You can do anything for two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I really love that quote because I feel like it goes, it even just like goes so far beyond birth. Right. Mm -hmm. Like there were times when I, I don't even know I was doing something that had nothing to do with being a doula or whatever. And I told myself, all right, I'm a badass. This is going to take me five minutes. I can do anything for five minutes. Mm -hmm. And like being in that, mindset it almost is like compartmentalizing and like making you more mindful of the experience that you're having in that short time Mm -hmm. and knowing that like that feeling does not have to be continuous and I feel like that has a lot to do with like being mindful in the moment of what you're doing and what you're experiencing I like that a lot and how you apply it to outside of birth and I like that Hmm. (laughs) do you have a favorite book recommendation it doesn't necessarily have to be a birth book a favorite book recommendation oh my goodness um I can tell you what I'm reading right now I think that's probably better because I have hundreds and hundreds of books in my house so that's probably a really bad question (laughs) Um, I understand (laughs) yeah so, um, my, the book that I'm reading right now is called my cesarean and they're 
like short stories and excerpts of um, families talking about their experience um, having cesareans. And, you know, I don't have personal experience with having one. So I feel like uh, as I feel like in as a doula, that was really it's been really eye opening to read that book, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, because you feel like you, you hear all these things and you feel like you're aware of, you know, the different challenges families can face with cesareans. But, you know, there's it just goes so deep when you hear someone's like personal experience and their story and their words. And it gets so deep into all of the different emotional complexities of it that I feel like it was really great for giving me perspective in understanding that. And I think it's especially relevant to like, if you are working with families who are planning a VBAC, uh, I feel like it really gives you a lot of perspective for where their emotions might be coming from and their thinking might be coming from in that situation. So yeah, it's called my cesarean. It's a pretty new book. So yeah, it sounds amazing. Cause I know that every, there's a lot of um, like birth stories and vaginal whatever, but you don't really, you have to really look for the cesarean sections, especially from the inner thoughts, telling the story from the inner thoughts versus like an outsider telling somebody else's story. I I haven't found really a good a good example of that. I'm definitely going to look into it. Thank you for your book recommendation. <laughs> Where can we find you? Your internet, Facebook, whatever you want to share. Yeah. So uh, my 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 doula business name is Mindful Mama Birth Services, and my website is mindfulmamabirthing.com. You can email me at mindfulmamabirthservices at gmail.com, and um, my business is on Facebook. I also have a YouTube channel that you can check out. Um, It has some pretty mediocre content on it right now, but (laughs) uh, I'm learning to be better at it. But it's there, and it has some really good topics, so. You know what? I think you're the first YouTuber. Really? On the podcast. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, the YouTube videos are funny because I don't really, I don't know, I don't usually like to, like, replay and listen to anything where I'm talking. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, I'm kind of a perfectionist about it. So then I'm like, Oh, I should have said this, or I could have done this differently. And I just pick it apart and it's right. really ridiculous. So I just keep making them and I don't ever go back and watch them. So I'm just like oh. slowly, I was just like, I'm going to talk about the, in a couple minutes each time, things that I know a lot about mm-hmm. that maybe could help somebody <laughs> so, <laughs> or just all sorts of random topics of things that I do and or experience in my life. And, you know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, that's very interesting. I'll have to look more into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being here today. Do you have anything else that you'd like to say before we go? Um, I don't. Thank you for having me. And that concludes another episode of the All About Doodleship podcast. If you want to know more about me, the podcast, or anything else I do, please visit EmbracingMothers.com. 
I'm also on Facebook at Embracing Mothers or at AAD Podcast, so feel free to come say hi. The music you've heard played here is Blue Dragonish by The Underscore Orchestra. Find them at freemusicarchive.com. This episode was published by me and made possible by you. So thank you all for listening and feel free to come join us for the next interview where we get down and dirty into the business of being a birth worker.